Welcome to Long Drive Home. I am your host, Patrick Mason. In my car, well, my truck, driving home. Uh, the show is about Christianity in general, Catholicism in specific, where I answer questions posed to me, my friends, and family, and uh, anybody who wants to. I am not uh, Vatican or clergy approved or anything like that simply because I am answering or doing this show while I am driving and therefore do not have access to a Bible or catechism in front of me so I could get things wrong. Uh, if I do get them wrong I apologize. Please feel free to call me out on stuff if I get it wrong um, but try and keep your you got it wrong statements and stuff that is uh, defined doctrine and dogma not stuff that is up for theological debate so uh, this is a continuation and potentially the last uh, one this season simply because uh, it's probably going to be about half the season at this point uh, a continuation of the answering the question why do you believe in God last time we chatted we basically set the first uh, foundation we stood upon that foundation and asked ourselves if we have all of these outside agents or agent acting upon the universe what can we tell about them and uh, through the definitions we'd already uh, made of those agents uh, we came uh, to the very uh, to the to the or we brought forth the concept that they all act extra-universally onto the universe. And it's important that that is the key, the, I guess the, the, the key to that first step is there are a number of or potentially a single extra-universal force or forces acting upon the universe. And so... The question then becomes, what is the nature of these forces or force? And so that is going to be the topic of this uh, this drive. So, where are we standing upon our first step in looking around upon this universe that we have in front of us? And what in the universe, uh, from this universe we stand upon, what can we tell about universal forces that uh, created the mass momentum energy in the universe, uh, developed the rules by which the universe operates, sustains uh, the mass momentum momentum, momentum and energy at all times, and uh, sustains the rules by which uh, the universe operates through time, uh, and uh, sustains the law under which our minds have a tendency to judge um, the world in which the universe in which we find our physical selves <coughs> so looking around uh, from we're going to start with this, this I guess the simple one so the creative one so mass momentum energy uh, if, if an external force creates all of mass momentum and energy then 
what we know about that force is that it has to be greater than uh, the force or greater than the mass of energy the, the creative ability of the thing which created which created the masculine energy has to be greater than that. And uh, something <clears throat> that possesses uh, power greater than all of the universe, uh, or at the very least equivalent to all of the universe, if not greater than, we use the term omnipotent, so all or all powerful. And that's what all powerful means ultimately, is that the all-powerful means that it has the power equivalent to or greater than. Uh, it can't be less than because if it was less than it wouldn't be able to make it uh, in the first place. Um, equivalent to or greater than all the, the mass, momentum, and energy in the, in the world. And so that's the first uh, real easy step you draw uh, about what the extra universal force or forces they, it, or they it is omnipotent, or is our omnipotent. Um, second question is, or the, the second thing we look around, oh, we also talked about intelligence last time, but we'll get to that later. Uh, so, that's simply from the creative, is, is omnipotence. Once we move to uh, the set of rules, so the set, yeah, so this, I guess now is later. So uh, when we look at the, the mass, the, the operation of mass and energy through time by a set of rules, the fact that the rules exist the way they do in such a way to generate the universe we find ourselves and that upon inspection of those rules, we find that they're um, they are in a very delicate balance and they hang on each other in a very delicate way. We find this <clears throat> not just with the you know, simple rules, quote-unquote simple rules when you talk about uh, gravitational motion or heavenly bodies, um, you know, the Earth's motion around the sun and the sun's motion around the galactic center and the galaxy's motion inside the universe and the many galaxies' motions uh, away from each other, some towards each other, and how, uh, how all that, you know, operates, the fact that it all operates and it all works, uh, it's all very delicately balanced, but when we go into things, uh, when you start to break into quantum mechanics, or start, start to talk about special general, uh, special or general relativity and how they uh, work, especially uh, while still adhering to the conservation laws. When you start bringing in the, the fact that the closer you look at something, the, the more you disturb. You start bringing uncertainty principle into things. And but even when you look at the, the non-physics stuff, when you look at biology and the fact that it all, it all hangs together pretty, 
uh, both beautifully and very precipitously. It, like it could all, as a lattice work, fall apart if you decide to move one of the Jenga blocks. It'll all come tumbling down. And the fact that all of it pieces together and works in order to, to generate the universe we find our bodies in uh, and connect it to our minds that denotes that the uh, omnipotent force or forces that exist outside of the universe have an intelligence and that that intelligence is in fact beyond ours simply because we don't understand anything. Now, it is possible we will understand it all in the future, uh, but right now we don't understand it all. And uh, I would also argue that that no given individual mind uh, understands it all, or even understands all that we understand. Uh, to put it simply, um, you know, the greatest astrophysics doesn't necessarily uh, understand where we are with uh, biological nanotechnology, uh, simply because there, I think we're we're actually well beyond the point where there is more to know than a person has time to know it. Uh, and I may be wrong in that one, but I think we're rapidly headed that direction if we're not there yet. Um, and so while collectively there may be a point in the future where uh, we, we as a uh, species or as a group will know it all, uh, right now we don't. But the thing, whatever uh, force or forces or things set up the universe and set the rules in motion and, and uh, omnipotently acted to create the mass momentum and energy we find ourselves uh, using or within through time uh, has an intelligence level that is at least enough to uh, set all of this up and get it rolling. And the I, I guess I never went into the interrelation, but the um, the reason I, I, I am interrelating the, I guess, creative force and the rulemaking uh, forces is that the mass momentum and energy exists within the bounds of the rules uh, and operates within the rules, meaning that um, you really can't have one working without the other so that the force or forces uh, either had to work as a, as a whole or in conjunction with each other in order to generate um, both the substance and the rules by which, so, but you know, the substance of the universe and the rules by which the universe plays, um, in order for it to make sense the way it does. And so that's kind of an, another, um, you can put a, a little footnote and addendum as to the intellect. So what we we have the level of intellect is equivalent to, you know, the hardest. The, pro the hardest problem about how the universe works that we know. Um, so we would call that uh, all-knowing. Um, so we've got omnipotent and we've got all-knowing. So the third, the third thing, the fact that um, this om omnipotent or that the uh, 
that the universe is, is persisting through time and the rules aren't changing and mass momentum and energy uh, continue to persist through time, the, uh, the force that is the sustaining force or forces have to be uh, all present in order to accomplish that. So what I mean by that is, uh, let's, let's just stick at the atomic level. We can go below that if we want to. Theoretically, you could just keep going down. Um, but at the atomic level, uh, you know, the atoms uh, persist from moment to moment through time. They don't, you know, except for the terms of radiation, but those all act by the rules. Um, they don't just dissolve or disappear or turn into something else. Uh, they are what they are uh, from moment to moment through time unless uh, they are changed via the rules. Uh, and the rules themselves persist from moment to moment through time. Like the gravitational constant is not changing through time. Uh, Planck's constant doesn't change through time. Pi does not change through time. We may add some extra digits on it, but it's not going to change. Um, it is what it is. I hate that phrase, but it's it's often so very useful. Um, so that, that's what we have. And for the rules to be applied everywhere, all the time, upon everything, uh, there has to be a force or forces that is present everywhere all the time in order to apply the rules and to sustain the substances. So that force or force we would refer to as omnipresent. So we would relate that force or forces to the other two, the creative, uh, the creative and the rulemaking. So the uh, sustaining force or forces is also going to be the creative or, or the relational or the relationship there. Um, you know, one is going to be the other. The same way that uh, the rules and the substance itself they both have to be known in order to work together, to be set up together, uh, to give us what we've got. The persistence from moment to moment, <clears throat> you could look at it two ways. Uh, either persistence from moment to moment has to be, um, you say the word, desired by the forces that set everything up, force or forces that set everything up in the first place. Um, but it's the forces or forces that set everything up in the first place would be the only ones that would know necessarily how to keep moving it all forward, how to keep it uh, sustained. So the rules in place and the substance of the universe uh, moving forward through time. So The, the force or forces in that realm are equivalent. So what we're finding kind of uh, beyond simply the things we're denoting per, per, per you know block, if we're standing on a step and the step is made of four blocks per block, we're finding uh, omnipotence, uh, intelligence, or all-knowingness actually, um, and omnipresence. And the omnipresence also feeds into the all-knowing because if you're omnipresent, you're also... Um, all-knowing, but 
omnipotent, all-knowing, all-present, or omnipresent, omnipotent, sorry, omnipotent, Um, and then equivalent is what the other thing we're finding is that the the same force or forces. Now I'm not I'm not saying that it's got to be one. I'm just saying uh, the thing that's doing that's doing the action in one of those blocks is in fact doing the same thing that is doing the action in all of those blocks uh, by an almost yeah by necessity of basically set up initial conditions and continuing forward. Um, and so the the omnipotent all-knowing and all-present force or forces uh, they're doing all those stuff so when once you step into the realm uh, of the fourth block the the lawgiver then um, it that block tells us something about the nature of specifically the intelligence of the force or forces that the omnipotent omnipresent intelligent force uh, that you know created and sustains the universe that we know and that is that the um, they have a standard of action within the universe we find ourselves. And the reason you can tell that is because there is a standard. There is a law. Um, so the law giving force we find has put a law on all of us by which we judge both our own actions and the actions of our fellows. And we find, um, bring it all together that that law is the same person to person society to society uh, backwards through time that it's it's all the same law um, and from our interaction with the law what we find is that it comes down uh kind of to two to two points and in our the judgments we make about the world around us and the actions that take place in that world especially those that affect us and the first is uh, you know avoid harming other people I mean that's the real the real baseline when you think about the judgment of other actions especially those actions which cause uh, physical harm and pain that um, you want other people to avoid doing harm to you and you know due to the the societal restraints we place upon ourselves we want to avoid doing harm to other people and that leads very quickly into into the second one which is the more broad um, facing do unto others as you would have do unto yourself. So that is kind of the, the baseline of this law uh, 
we all have written in our mind against which we judge the actions of others and which our actions are judged by others. And so, because we all have this uh, universally, we can tell that the, that the intelligence, that this is the standard by which uh, the intelligence judges us more or less because um, this is the standard that has been has been uh, given to us in order to judge each other and this is the standard we find everywhere therefore the standard coming from an outside source well if the standard is such then that's the standard that we're meant to follow um, and so We now have uh, a, a omnipotent, omnipresent, uh, intelligent force or forces that wishes us to do unto others as we would have done unto ourselves. And that's, um, that's kind of the step two is drawn from the four blocks about the observance we can make about the universe we inhabit and uh, the fact that um, because of the limited nature of the universe in a lot of ways um, we can tell that there is an extra universal force or forces um, and that builds on to the question of what is the nature of these extra universal force or forces and from then we can step on to the next <laughs> which is that the nature of these extra universal forces or forces is that they are the same force or forces uh, for each of the of the blocks that we started out on that they are omnipotent that they is or are omnipotent that the extra universal force or forces is or are intelligent that the extra universal forces force or forces is or are omnipresent and that the extra universal force or forces is or are I'll put this um, wanting us to act in such a way that we would describe it as good and therefore the extra universal force or forces itself uh, are because they provide the standard of goodness are good um, I'm trying to come up with a, with a good way to, to do that but I think saying that the extra universal forces or force are, are good uh, is probably about the easiest and the least clumsy way to express that so, so that's the next step we find ourselves on, so we're on step two now. <laughs> um, and so, uh, where do we go uh, from step two is starting to ask the question, okay, so we have an omnipotent force of forces, uh, it's omnipresent, uh, <coughs> it's intelligent, uh, and it seems, and it it's good. Um, 
is there anything else that we can glean uh, from the two steps we've taken already about the the nature of the force or forces um, and so that's what we will get into next time on the long drive home I'm your host uh, Patrick Mason have a good day that is the long drive home I hope you had a good drive home or have are having a good day or whatever however you listen to this that you're doing well and we will end with a prayer Father Son Holy Spirit Amen Dear God the Father of heaven and earth we thank you today for the graces of our day thank you for giving me a safe drive and give all the listeners uh, your grace and your uh, mental acuity so that they may sift through the spaghetti of uh, random concepts that I presented to them so that it is intelligible. Uh, Dear Lord, in your name we pray, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. May your will be done. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, everybody. Have a good day.